This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Right, hello and thanks for joining us on Shrimpnet, uh, the podcast of the Shrimps Trust. This is podcast number, I've forgotten already, Joel, what we're on, five, six? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. I'll, I'll lose track. Yeah, fifth. Um, apologies for no podcast last week. Um, it's, as I mentioned uh, on my tweet, I am a complete nut Luddite with these things. Uh, and uh, Joel does all the technical wizardry. And Joel was um, having his wallet rinsed in Temple Bar in Dublin, weren't you, Joel? <laughs> Correct. Very enjoyable, but yeah, a little bit costly. Yes, uh, very much. But he's back in one piece, you'll be glad to know. Um, and as you can see, if you're watching, but if you're listening, you can't. Um, we did miss last week, but we didn't collect, you know, we, we didn't collect our £200 or pass go. So from that point of view, we are delighted that despite appearing last season, uh, Farrand Rawson has lowered his standards and he's quite happy to be with us again. So welcome, Big Faz. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Always no, a pleasure. Brilliant to have you here. Uh, and as as, a, as I mentioned in my preamble before we started recording, it is great to have you here because we didn't do one last week, so we have to talk about Harrogate. <laughs> and, uh, Brilliant. Can't and, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and obviously we can get your take on a couple of those incidents. And uh, I, know, I know what I think and I know what Joel thinks, I'm pretty sure. But we'll start with the Harrogate game, Joel. After the 3-0 drubbing of Bradford, to go across there, Harrogate obviously lost to Barrow last Saturday 1-0. We were hoping for something better than we got, but it, it sort of hinged on a couple of decisions, didn't it? Yeah, didn't he? And I thought... It started off quite evenly the, the game. I thought they, they, I didn't think they looked as bad as maybe some of the re- results might have suggested. I thought they looked a decent side. They were quite physical and quite direct. But yeah. uh, I can't, I'm trying to desperately recall his name. But the the winger number twelve, I thought he was having a pretty good game. But uh, and they, they were causing a bit of trouble. But again, we've caused him a bit of trouble. We've had, you know, I thought Tom Blockton was having a really good game down the right hand side. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a low cross in that very, very, very nearly got turned in by uh, JJ, uh, JJ McKinnon. So, you know, it was relatively even, but we, you know, we were making a few headways and I thought they made a few headways as well. And obviously, I think their first real decent moment in the match was when they get into the box and obviously Thompson's turn to have that shot. Uh, Stuart Moore's parried it and it's gone to yeah. the number 12, whose name just. Uh, pull it forward, in, yeah, Fullerin. Fullerin. yeah, it's and obviously it, the refs seen uh, decided he's seen a handball in there, and you know I think uh, well, who would I, do I, some who would do something stupid <laughs> like a handball fast? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah, but uh, yeah, and no, I think after that it felt like obviously they've taken the lead, and it felt like they they were kind of on the ascendancy after that. They took a lot of momentum from the goal, and I think the rest of the half was a bit of a grind until half time. But I thought. I thought the the way we came out in the second half was okay, to be honest. And I think, you know, it, it's kind of started the same way that the first half started, really, relatively even. Both teams having a little bit of the odd moment here and there. And then again, you know, there's another decision that goes against us. And I think, well, even just a couple of minutes before, I think we get a ball into the box, Mellon turns and hits it, and it goes just, just wide. And it was the flick on, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the first yeah. one. Yeah, and, and if that goes in, you know, it's it's very it's, yeah, it's a very different game. But obviously, a couple of minutes later, uh, yeah, I, I that I mean, look, I can kind of see it, when at speed the ball, you know, it's sometimes hard to judge handball. I can I kind of sympathise. I can sympathise a little with the ref in the first decision, but the second one, I shot fifty fifty. I don't. I didn't see any any reason why that deserved to be. Are you being part. nice because I'm here. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I had the image morning when I watched the game back. No, honestly, honestly, I said it was sixty forty. A free kick to us. Uh, do, do you know when when it happened? 
Obviously, I don't want to go too much into it, obviously, because, you know... No, we want, well, stuff, we, no, we want you to. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, when it happened is I've chest the ball down, I've gone to kick it. He's raised his foot and he's coming down with his foot. So then, obviously, yeah. you know the ones where you kick the bottom of someone's foot? Yeah. And, you know, like, say I do a clearance and he sticks yeah. his foot out, you kick the bottom of his foot and they fall over, yeah. you get a foul. So, more or less, that's happened. As you can see from his reaction, he's finally got up straight away. Yeah, he's on the floor. No, I'm on the floor with my foot, and then it was actually Donald Love ran over and said, "Oh my God, Faz, I think he's sending you off." And that's when I, you can see, he popped my head up. And uh, let's all be honest, refs have got a really difficult job. It's not easy. It isn't easy, especially at our level, even more. I think at the top level, where they get all the help in the world, um, yeah, and they still make mistakes, and it's not easy, and it's a lot of pressure, I guess, but. But like I agree with you, lot. Like, I, I I don't think I think if anything, if it's a coming together, it's fifty fifty. It's pro- he's, I he's, personally going to believe it's more of, more up. of a foul on me. Yes, I'm saying yeah, more of a foul on me. Up. But That's the, the first the first one I can hundred percent tell you it hit my side of my body one million percent. Mm. I'm at a position now where I don't if it, if it hit my arm I could tell you, but one million percent. It hit my body. I was more frustrated. Even Stu said I was more frustrated because I thought, bloody hell, it was a good block. I made a good <laughs> block and then he gave it. But again, I've got to take blame. I think the the rules are changing. Um, as as a team, we have to, and as individuals, we have to learn about the new rules, disagree or agree with them. They are the rules. You have to abide by them. And a little bit, we just have to keep our emotions in a little bit and keep them under lot. It's hard, it's tough because football is an emotional sport, do you know what I mean? But um, you have to keep our emotions in and, and, and not express it as much because obviously that's going to get as penalised now, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I so two, two, two yellow cards got you the uh, the first use of the shower gel. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, still, we, still, we still had a situation where we still created chances then, Joel. Yeah, I mean, I think not. Not. I think we we talked a lot about. I think a lot of is being said about the kind of the red card incident. I I I just don't think it's a second yellow. Even if the ref thinks, yeah, the guy's nipped him first. You know, there's no intent from Faz. Obviously, he's no. trying to clear the ball, and it's it's not exactly like it's really late or anything. It's like I I don't see how that should be a yellow at all, to be honest. But then I think what we kind of skip over in in the red card discussion is he just wanged it straight in the top corner, and it's an unreal free oh, it's a great goal absolutely unreal but like he's 30 yards out and he's just done that straight off like you know it's one of those things where like get a man sent off it's a setback but you know what only a goal down keep it tight get a few set yeah. pieces get a few bit, bit of joy in the break maybe ramp up you know that they start to feel a bit under pressure they're like you know we've got an extra man and we're struggling to hold on here and they're you know they may become the cost of who knows what's happening but then for their guy, just to, for to, yeah, for Thompson, I think it is to just step up and just smash it straight in the top corner like that from thirty yards. It's just it like, was a worldie. It was yeah, a worldie. absolute worldie. And yeah, from from then on, it is kind of particularly hard to fight back. And when they've got that comfort of the two goal leads, but yeah, like you said, I thought we we did a pretty good account of ourselves really in the in the last kind of what was it twenty five minutes maybe. But yeah, just a difficult position, and it's a game where I think. You know, the two moments when it was looking relatively even, there's been a couple of decisions, and then not just decisions, just a, a real moment of quality from their lads to pop it in the top corner, and you know, and that's just how it goes sometimes. I think obviously it's it's it's, it's drawn up a lot of uh, uh, concern about away form, and I do kind of get it because obviously look at last season, but at the same time, it's quite hard to judge this season because. Looking at the two games we've had, Mansfield was quite unique. I think we've tried. They're, they're in a, I thought they were a brilliant Mansfield, but we tried something a bit different tactically. There, it's not quite worked. Uh, we've gone to Harrogate, and the game swung in a couple of quite pivotal moments. Uh, and again, it's it's quite hard to pick a narrative uh, in this season and compare it to whatever narr- yeah. narrative there was last season for whatever reason the away from had last season, but. I think the the positives to look at is that that away performance at Rotherham in the Carabao Cup that was really really strong. So, you know, there is light in that kind of regard, and hopefully, the Harrogate and the and the Mansfield games are, are things that do just turn out to be blips, slightly weird games where different things happen. But yeah, we'll just have to see how it goes throughout the course of the season, really. And I think I think you make a fair point, and I'm I'm going to come to 
to Faz here now because obviously, um, obviously last season, yeah, we're, we're we're fighting relegation in League One. Um, we tried to play a certain way, uh, maybe changed it towards the end of the season when we were a little bit more adventurous when we needed the points and. Um, there are people out there, and I'm just echoing what they're saying, is that, you know, it, it it does take time to form a new side, doesn't it? You've got a lot of new players. There's yourself, Jacob, Donald Love and um, Adam Mayer, and that's about it from the starting lineup at the moment. So you're looking at seven people coming in, as well as all your substitutes, um, albeit that Jan Songo and John Slew have been here before. But it is difficult to sort of, you know, grasp the tactics is, and and obviously, our front four are very, very, very young and not particularly experienced. And I think we've, as as Joel mentioned there, Harrogate and Mansfield, quite quite gnarly and quite clever and quite experienced. And maybe that needs to be taken into account uh, because you know. Last season, yes, we write that off. This season's a separate one. We start again. And if in, in 10 more away games, we're still not playing well, then, yeah, we can attack it and say, well, you know, is it Derek's tactics? Is it us not putting the tactics into place? Are we being too negative? Are we too positive? Whatever. But how big an impact do you think it is just trying to gel on, on away games when you only played three away games, Faz? No, I think, obviously... In pre-season, majority of our games are away. I think the last two games were at home. That's normally how he does it. Yeah. No, it's, it's obviously just a, it's a completely, it's a weird one. It's a completely different occasion away from home than it is at home. Obviously, at home, you have your comforts, you have your fans, you're comfortable, you know that you, you know the place, you know the pitch. So you're going away, it's all different experiences, different scenery, different pressures, fans, Different sides of stadiums, different sizes of pitches in some ways. Obviously, yeah. you've got like, remember last season, Port Vale, the pitch was massive. And yeah. then you go to Forest Green, it's tiny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's all different experiences. And, but I, th- I think I agree with the, the away form. It's, it's, I don't think it's too early. I think if the Harrogate, the Harrogate one, if you think about the the game was decided off two decisions. If those two decisions don't happen or go in our favour, then the game finishes nil-nil at least. Yeah. The way the game panned out, the two chances they scored from them were decisions. It would finish nil-nil and then you'd look at it, you go to a tough place to go, Harrogate with a young squad, and like you said, with gelling and stuff, and you get a nil-nil and you'd be looking at it, well, that's a positive, that's a that's a better result than a, than, than a loss, you'd say, but something to build on, something we can move on. We didn't lose away from home or whatever, another loss or whatever like that. You can go with something to build on and it'd be a lot more. But I feel like, obviously, because of those decisions and rightly or wrongly, whatever happened, um, we lost the game. It's like, oh, it's another loss away from home. We need to sort this out. When actually, if you look at it, that could have easily been a nil-nil and could have easily been a one-nil. Because, you know, if it's nil-nil, 80, 85 minutes, we've got 11 players on the pitch, you never know what could happen. Do you know what I mean? So I wouldn't look too... uh, It's too early to look into it. But um, I do think... I seen you mentioned that we've got a young young front three, which obviously lacks experience. But I think, especially at this level, I think I think it's a good thing. I think yeah. then they're not scared of anything. They're not nervous. They're not. They don't. It's all new experiences to them. No. They they they're three young lads, all wanting to to go on and do good things in their career. They're at the start. They're all at the start of their careers. They're hungry. They want to impress. They want to go on and do bigger, better things. No offence, obviously, to Morecambe. They want to play higher and, oh, and, 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 do you know what I mean, excel their careers. And, and I think they see every day as a challenge. They're, I think you can see it when you watch them play. They're going up against experienced centre-halves, experienced full-backs, 25, yeah. 28, 35-year-olds. doesn't matter. People have had good careers, whatever, and there's no fear there. And so I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing because... Me as a centre-half is they don't know when they're beaten, if you know what I mean. They'll keep getting up and keep going again and again yeah. and again. And you know what it's like when you're younger, you've got all the energy in the world. Those are not just our front three. Obviously, there's other players behind them. But if we're talking about the front three, honestly, it's, 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 it's exciting and it's frightening to watch. It's scary. Yeah, Sometimes I, I think, oh, 
imagine playing against that and you can see it in the defenders' faces. So um, I think that'll well, become you, a... You have to face them in training. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I have to face them in training. That is true. But no, it's, again, it's good for me. It's good for yeah. me. It's good for the whole squad. Do you know what I mean? And I try give them tips about, obviously, who they're playing against, the big centre horse, what they don't like, what they do like, or what, what not to do, kind of. But um, no, it's... Like I said, I think with the start of the season, so far, I think everyone sh- should be satisfied. Yeah. We're not we're not ecstatic, obviously. We could do better. It was always better. And I think with the young squad and the gaffer always, the gaffer and the coach staff always push into us. There's more we can improve on, never be satisfied, keep pushing. Do you know what I mean? But um, I think so far, I think we can be we can be happy with how we started and I want to keep kicking on. It's exciting. So I wouldn't worry too much about the waveform because... They come in waves. As soon as we get our first win, and I, and I don't think that's too far away at all. First, first we get um, as soon as we get our first win away from home, we get that feeling, kind of like you say, gel as a new team. You get that new feeling of what what it took and what we had to do, and and such and such. And I think it should it should more should come. Hopefully, that's what I'm trying well, to say. I hope, I hope you're right. Yeah, well, that, that segues quite nicely into the the Salford game last Saturday, which. Um, Obviously, because of uh, your situation against Harrogate, you were you were in a nice, comfy chair in the stands watching, hopefully. And uh, it was uh, another another decent home performance against another well fancied side, Joel. And um, yet again, we we uh, we we did enough, didn't we? Yeah, I I wouldn't even say did enough to us. I think we just did what we needed to. And I, I think I don't think we. I think it was. I thought it was a very, very comfortable one 0 To be honest, I thought there were there were levels we probably could have gone to that we just kind of didn't really need to throughout the lot of the game. I thought we played very, very, very well, but also at the same time, like you know, it was just it just felt like, especially at times in the first half, we were able to kind of just work through them very, very easily. And the way that we pressed them and just didn't really let them come out, kind of come out of their half. I think. You, you see a lot of teams in League Two who will try and do a bit more of a passing style, and some of them will do it fantastically well. Like Lots County, when we came up against them, that was you know we we did. I thought we did fantastic. We were, I thought we were absolutely on our A game to just basically kind of restrict them to what we did on that night. And you could see that while yeah we didn't score against us, I think you could see from that game that they're going to go on and do some really good things this season. But uh, and, so and they have. Yeah, they have. Yeah, the top of the league now. But uh, but Salford, I didn't think they were quite there, and I thought we we pounced on that. I thought, you know, obviously the first goal has come from us pressing them up the pitch, them trying to play out the back, and us being set up and ready to kind of trap them and, and spring out at the right moment. I thought we've done that very well. It's a lovely bit of uh, lovely bit of skill from Adam Mayer, just proper kind of quite old, it's quite old fashioned kind of winger and striker play. Really, beat your man, get to the byline, cut it back across, striker running across the near post, and. It's a hell of a finish as well with the outside of the boot. I thought I was that was really, really lovely that. And uh yeah, just from then on, I just felt it was quite comfortable. Obviously, I thought we had we had a bit of a nibble for a second goal at the start of the second half. And then Yeah, we had a couple of chances, didn't we? Yeah, it was one of those where like it's it, it, you kind of think about the definition the definition of chance. And I thought there were moments where we could have created chances, but we just didn't quite get the right weight of pass, the right decision, yeah. or do do something with enough conviction. But that happens sometimes. And fortunately, I thought we were very, very comfortable defending against Salford for the, for the rest of the game. I know they've had that one bit of a chance where Matt Smith managed to sneak in their post, get a little flick on, but again, Stuart Moore, who I think he's probably been a bit of an unsung hero so far this season. I think he's, you know, yeah, I think I he's steadily looked more and more solid over the over the games. He's been, uh, over the games as well, and he's made some really, really good saves. Some saves that have been forgotten in moments. You know, there was a really good save late against Mansfield. There was a great save before, just before the penalty against Harrogate, and that was a good save as well on Saturday against uh, that flick on the near post and Smith. So. Yeah, that was just really hand, handled them pretty comfortably, I thought. And then there weren't any there weren't any moments where my kind of heart was popping out my chest in the uh in the kind of final no. 20, 30 minutes. And no, yeah. Stuart didn't Stuart didn't have to put his paper or his cup of tea down in the second half, really, did he? Exactly, yeah. It was quite a nice comfortable one. I thought we 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 managed it pretty comfortably, to be honest, which is really, really good to see. And uh, what watching from the sidelines, Faz, obviously. 
uh, Derek went out and brought in James Connolly, who is not quite as inexperienced as uh, as we were expecting as a centre back, but doesn't doesn't look. How can I put this? He doesn't look like an imposing centre back, but he played Matt Smith really well on the day, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Now, um, obviously, he's only been in the building for a short amount of time, but now he's he's come in and he's he's been he's been outstanding. He's been he's been really good and he's he's going to be an asset for us hundred percent. And um, I think the whole back line individually in their battles, um, everyone excelled. And on the day, I just think, like I agree, I agree massively. Is there was only going to be one winner. At one nil, I, I felt as comfortable as possible. I might not have seen it if you could see me. I was up and down, round and round, <laughs> jumping all over the place. But I think, if anything, we would have been disappointed to not win it at a bigger margin. And thats I don't think that's down to quality or anything. There was a little bit of luck, a couple last-ditch tackles here, there, some good defending from them. But I agree, we carved them up countless amount of times. We kept them quiet at... at at um, their front side and and um, yeah everyone it was it seems to be a thing at the moment at home is we are on fire we are on absolute <laughs> fire and it's it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to play in it's a pleasure to watch and like I say the back line James who's come in he's they've been outstanding and and it's like I said I was watching it and it was a, it was a pleasure to watch I wasn't worried one bar I thought I was going to be proper nervous watching it, but nah, comfortable. I thought Yang was outstanding. He was think, um, absolutely. He, he 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 was my man in the match. To be fair, I thought he was outstanding. I think he's been good ever since he's come in. He's he's a uh, focused, dominant, aggressive, but also he, he cares about his teammates, and you can see that he works hard, trains hard, and he's a lovely guy as well. Come in and he's, yeah, he's a lovely he's, guy. He's just such a fantastic player, and when he's when he's yeah. on his, when he's on his note like he was on Saturday, but you could see there two centre mids going, "Oh God, I've got to go for this header again," and Jan just gets out of the way, bang, you know. And that's that's what they did well. That's what they did well. I thought on Saturday is they didn't they didn't get into battles that they didn't need to get into. Obviously, no. regarding Smith, obviously if they tried to get in a one v one battle with them, they, they they might have lost. So they dropped off. Jan competed and they picked up the seconds, which they did very, it was very, they were very effective at it, which is, which is good. Like I said, is and the uh, end of the day is the three points is the most important thing to all of us. Do you know what I mean? So um, it was a pleasure. I was buzzing at the end. Obviously there was a little bit of carnage at the end. Mm. Is, uh, I was a little yeah. bit gutted. I won on the pitch for that, but uh, I was, uh, it was. I was. I was going to come and mention that now because obviously there's. Uh, we were. We were. I stand on the the home end on the Halo Terrace, and um, a good mate of mine who's been watching this for like 35, 40 years said, uh, "Oh, that's Matty Lund coming on. He'll get sent off." <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he went in late on Jake Taylor after about two minutes, and then two minutes later did what he did to Jacob Davenport. And then literally it was handbags at 10 paces with about 18 outfield players, everybody rushing around. And I thought the referee was actually quite calm because the referee... Yeah, he was. He just, he he just was. stood back and watched it all while we all did the old pull, pull, push, pull, push, throw your handbag at somebody. And then he just walked yeah, up that's and the... went... <laughs> I understand, me, but that, that, that's good. It's great. That's yeah. great. You know, with such a young squad and teams are going to look at that and they're going to they're gonna think they could bully us. You know what I mean? They think they can impose themselves on us because we've got a lot of young lads. But I think moments like that shows that doesn't matter how old you are, you stick up for your teammates, you you, you fight for what's right, you fight for each other. And um, yeah, obviously, as long, as long as it doesn't go over the line and we're not the ones getting booked and sent off for stupid stuff, um, then you don't mind it. You don't mind it at all. And also, you, you, you get the three points as well. It's always a bit of, bit well, of a little bit yeah. better feeling. You've you know got I mean? bragging rights at the end, haven't you? But it, it yes. was because as he as he trudged off, I don't know who said what to him, but he dashed back up the tunnel. <laughs> he dashed back up the tunnel and started doing it, and then Barry Roach stood up and took his glasses off, and I started laughing like bloody hell, Barry. Uh, Barry won't know who he's going to hit, but he'll hit somebody. <laughs> big softy, big Baz. 
Yeah, exactly. But he's imposing, isn't he? So, you know. Yeah. No. But it's the way he took his glasses off and folded them up like, come on then. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an interesting one. And I want to, this is Joel's quote, uh, whether he's pinched it or not. But it's a great quote in the fact that yourself and Jacob Bedell's partnership is like a lion and a gazelle. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I like that. I like that. We we've used it a couple of times, and I, I just thought, yeah, I'm uh, you know I'm I'm appropriating that because Joel's my friend. <laughs> but um, the strange thing was, Joel, we it, it, Matt Smith came on on Saturday, and looking at the way James played and Jacob played, we had two gazelles and still did enough. Yeah, I think to be honest, Faz has already kind of touched it, and and on the way we dealt with uh, Matt Smith, which was basically saying, yeah, go on, you have a little you. Chuck yourself at the high ball, flick it on to us. He'll be waiting a couple of yards behind you to mop it up, yeah. or like maybe just nudge him under it a little bit, and then have one of the fullbacks mop round and clear clear it up. And that seemed to be very much the plan. And you know, I think I mean Faz know better than me, but I, I, I kind of I, I always kind of think if you're dealing with a, with a striker who's got some kind, you know, you you've got to try and pick the battles that you can win, and, and think that, you know you got you got if at the end of the day if you're the size of Jacob or or, or James or James Connolly, you, you can't win every aerial duel against uh, somebody like Matt Smith. So you've just got to say, mm-hmm. right, okay, what, 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 what is my method going to be for kind of getting the better of him? And you know, it was like Faz has kind of said, you know, maybe let him win the first contact or nod him under the ball a little bit, and then just mop up the mop up those second balls. And we did that really successfully. And you know, I well, I, it wasn't as good as I saw Salford at the end of last season. I thought they were really good. They moved the ball really well. The build-up play was really nice in the deck. This felt a little bit muddled, to be honest. They weren't quite sure how much they wanted to knock it around the deck and how, how much they wanted to just lump it up to Matt Smith. But they, they were doing quite a bit of it. But we we we, te- we kind of dealt with both really well because when they when they oh. wanted to try and play it out, we pinched the ball off them and we've yeah. done that for the goal. When they wanted to knock it long, we just dealt with Matt Smith yeah. in the way in, in, in that kind of a way and, and picked up the second ball. So yeah, it was just a you know a really effective defensive performance, which Always given us a bit of a platform to go and play play a bit, and yeah, like Faz says, you know, we could, could well have had a couple more. Yeah, it's, it was one of those where uh, um, they they tried to play football, but the more frustrated they got, the the more they went for the easy option, which was whack it up, and then uh, they brought the Harlem Globetrotter on as a sub alongside Matt Smith, <laughs> who was even taller and skinnier, and I was like, blood and sand. And they they seemed to sort of run out of ideas then, and that suited suited us purposely because the longer it went on, they looked more more and more frustrated, Faz. And then I suppose with about five or ten minutes left, you sat in the stand thinking, "We've got this in the bag now." Yeah, we had the. It's, it, I, I firmly believe at this level in League Two, it's it's massive. Second balls are massive. I think I keep banging on about it to the lads, and that is, I feel like. Do you know when you have those games, as you, you'll probably see it more when you're watching as well, is uh, if I head it or the lads, someone else heads it or whatever, and it, it always ends up landing to our, one of our players or if it lands to one of theirs, someone's on him straight away and nicks it off him. feel like yeah. the more second balls you win in the game, the more you get on top of the game and the more you dominate the game and, and things start to go more your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like on, on, um, on Saturdays, even when Smith would knock it down, like I said, is we'd come onto the second balls, or when one of them would have a touch, would make it uncomfortable. You play it into midfield, then then Eli would be all over him, or Yan would be all over him, or, and then they'd get a little nick. JJ would come and nick the ball off him off the front, and then we'd go and and, and progress. And then you'd see that the more you do that, you progress. You play a ball, and then their centre half comes across, clears it out for a throw in. Next thing you know, we've had five throw ins, and they're off. The pressure's yeah. on them. And the more you can win the second balls and keep recycling it, is the more the, the game, I feel like, especially in League Two, will swing your way. I do feel like second balls are massive. And I think on Saturday, if you can see, we were winning 90% of the second balls where potentially at Harrogate, if you watch the game, it was more like you're saying a 50-50 game, 60-40 yeah. game where we weren't 100% dominating. They were going long a lot like Salford did. They switched up. They went long quite a bit into Smith and we dominated all the second balls we seemed to end up on everyone or was around it to press it or whatever. It's maybe finding a different way to win when when you go away from home, you might not have it all your way. Do you know what I mean? No. It's not. It's, it's be trying to be as consistent as possible with those second balls and trying to 
then as soon as you can you can do stuff like that, you can start to really dominate games week in, week out consistently. Well, it, it, like I said, yeah. we, we've touched on it before. Sorry, go on, Joel. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it, it's, it's massive second balls. I think, like, like I say, especially at this level, I think you look back at some of the other games this season, I thought Notts County, the kind of the, the couple of spells that they had in the game where I thought they started to turn the tide on us a bit, to, you know, turn up the pressure, were those moments where McGoldrick was managing, to, you know, he's, he's a smart player, McGoldrick, he's managing to nip in front, knock the ball down and then pick up on those second balls. And I thought for 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 all the nice the nice football that they do play Notts County, the, the, the moments where they looked more dangerous was when they were picking up those second balls, when the ball was coming loose in midfield and they were able to snatch on it and then start their attack a bit further at the pitch. And, you know, yeah. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's one, I, I think it's uh, a Pep Guardiola thing in fairness. When he first came to English football, he, he spent the season there, he was like, and I think he's, he, he he said he's, he went and reflected on it and said, you know, second balls here is absolutely massive, even in, at that kind of level of football. It's about, like you say, you know, you pick up the ball in better areas of the pitch, you're able to build the attacks from there, you keep the pressure on, like you say, like even like a throw-ins, obviously it's not always going to get you a goal, but they're just building that kind of pressure up, getting that kind of territory that you get from those second balls. It's, it, it, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. It's a it's a mad one because when you're playing it, it's amazing. You you kind of get that feeling where you just like everything you touch. So obviously, I I when I'm on it, I, I make quite a lot of first contacts. But you know what it is when you're scrapping with someone, you're trying to head. You can't always direct it. Obviously, I'm always looking and trying to direct it and trying to find someone. But sometimes it's impossible. The ball's swinging around in the air. You're you're more concentrated on trying to get contact on it. If you got someone pushing into you. But then you have those games where we're, we're, we're literally jumping on every second ball and you literally just feel like I could just head this anyway and it's going to, one of my players is going to end up on it. They're going to they're gonna rat around and get it. And it's, it's a good feeling when, it, when it's going well. It's a great feeling. Well, Faz, how, how, how frustrating was it for you, obviously missing out on Saturday? Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you must look forward to playing against people like Matt Smith thinking, hey, up. Um, this is this is right up my street. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I was I was I was frustrated. It is frustrating. Uh, I don't think my red card get, uh, record's bad. I don't, I don't really get sent off. I don't go out to hurt people. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't. I don't think I speak to the refs bad. I try to be polite when I can. Obviously, it's an emotional sport. So, but it is what it is. But no, I was frustrated. But um, that's football. That's football. If you. If you're a big bust around centre off and you, you throw yourself about and you're getting scraps and you you pull people, they pull you, you scratch, they scratch you. These things are going to happen. Sometimes you're going to get caught out with things and and you've got to take it on the chin. And it ain't my first and I'm pretty sure it won't be my last. Do you know what I mean? If I do, I've done pretty well. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I'm saying throughout my career that I have left is – if I, if it is my last, then I've, I've done pretty well, I guess. Or I don't know if that's good or not. But um, um, yeah, I was frustrated, but it's made a lot better when, do you know what I mean? We get the we get the three points, and it's all about the bigger picture. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the lads who's trying to achieve something this season, and and us getting the win. It, it only helps us get there faster and and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it was a bit of a sweet moment, but overall buzzing for the boys, definitely. You, you were struggling for a description of yourself there, and uh, Joel was going to interject and say, lion, just lion, just a lion. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard someone else talk about it. Who was it? I think it could have been that Ben Foster on his podcast. Was he, was he the one who said, you're either a, a gazelle or a water buffalo? Yeah, that's water, it. Water yeah. buffalo? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that, I think he that's, was like yeah. the, the partnerships were gazelle and water. So he yeah. was like, oh, John Terry's a water buffalo, and Carvalho was the gazelle. Yeah, true. I think Village was the water buffalo. Ferdinand yeah. was the gazelle. And and you know, yeah. out of the two of them, Carvalho was the right horrible, dirty, sneaky bastard. <laughs> he was, weren't he? Yeah, he was. I I think I'll stick with Joel with Joel and his uh, lion gazelle. I think that's more flattering, isn't it, Joel? Yeah, well, I think I think the other one I hear is sometimes is cat and dog, but I think I prefer. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't like the cat and dog one. No, <laughs> no, I don't like the cats. Like... No. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the lion gazelle one sounds a bit more like I don't know. 
Sam well, that, that's, that's, Rolls are that, a tool nicer. That, that's the official podcast, uh, Shrimpnet podcast version, isn't it? The Lion and the Gazelle. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. that. <laughs> so moving forward, um, obviously we won last Saturday, but you missed the game. So you must have been thinking, well, I want to get back in action as soon as possible. And lo and behold, we, we sign all these bloody under under 21 internationals all of a sudden. So we've got you've got Jacob, your partner in crime, getting called up by Grenada. Obviously, congratulations. Uh, a belated one. I don't know if Derek kept ringing the Scottish FA or what, but he was in an interview, he was in, in an interview on Tuesday, on Monday and Tuesday saying, I've rung him and said he's available and they've not picked him. And by Wednesday, they've picked him. So uh, Derek, is he has got some influence. So there's hope for you yet, Faz. Who do you fancy? He might be, uh, go through your grandparents and you could end up slumming. <laughs> <there, so>. uh, <laughs> the lads are convinced I've, I've got to have something in me. But uh, <laughs> no, as it stands, from what my mum and dad said, nothing. So just waiting for Gareth. Yeah, it'll have to be Gareth. And uh, if Slabhead gets injured, you know, because he, he definitely is. He's a water buffalo. <laughs> but I mean, looking at that, um, the, and, and I made this point at, at the FPA meeting that I was at last night. Somebody somewhere, somebody somewhere should be looking at themselves uh, in particularly in the higher echelons like the Premier League, who all have they all have numerous scouts working for them. And to find Adam Mayer is on standby for the England under-20s, they must be thinking, how has he slipped through the net, Joel? Because uh, that was that's the... I mean, he, he's only on standby, but for Morecambe to have a, a, um, a left-sided midfielder who's actually, you know... And no, don't get me wrong, congratulations to Eli King and, and to Mellon and JJ... Uh, and Jacob, fantastic. You know, it is brilliant. But for somebody of Adam's age to actually be on standby for that, um, it, it's it's he's definitely one who slipped through the net. I think uh, looking at his stats for when he was younger, and whatever, I think what they weren't expecting him was to probably grow six inch and and work out in the gym so much. And he's, he looks he's, grow, he's growing a chest, hasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he looks well. And to be fair, Mickey Mellon's come back looking like a man rather than a boy like he was last season. And we've made that point. But I, looking at it, Joel, um, you know, there's a lot of people do make mistakes because they change. Everybody thinks you have growth spurts between 12 and 16. But obviously, uh, Adam wasn't that big when he joined us. But he, he's certainly a unit now, Joel. Yeah, I think I, yeah, it's just, just how football goes sometimes, you know, and it's what you want to see, you know, players coming through, not only at big Premier League academies and stuff, but having the opportunity to uh, come and play first-team football straight through the academy at, at clubs lower down the division, because, you know, at the end of the day, if Adam Mayer was at a bigger club, he probably, uh, like a Premier League academy, he, he might be probably getting sent, sent on his first loan around now, but like, uh, whereas with ourselves, he's had the opportunity to play and, and, and get some minutes under his belt, he's already got a load of good minutes under his belt at uh, at League One level and showed he's capable at that level already, despite his age. And and again, it's you know I think coming down to this division and so I've seen obviously he's come back and he's put a bit of work in the gym and obviously I'm sure he's done some other work in his game as well. And it you know you think it bodes well for this season in League Two. And, well, actually, well bodes well for us doesn't necessarily bode bode well for defenders at other clubs. But uh, <laughs> but but you know and it's just yeah it's just really nice to see that. A, a talent coming through EFL academies is 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 getting recognised, and it's nice to see that you know somebody getting minutes and showing what they can do against you know in in, in the men's professional game rather than just kind of doing stuff in the academies is is, is getting recognised properly. So yeah, all for the best. And let's be honest, his his career is probably destined for a bit higher than lead to and yeah. Morecambe, but. In, in many ways, that's what we kind of want. We we want to be producing players who are going to go on to better, th- bigger, and better things. And you know, it's looking like Adam's going to be one of those players. I, I agree, and a, a part of the attraction of Morecambe is uh, we've got a very, very good reputation. So I hear of of if uh, Greg Strong contacts uh, a Premier League or a Championship side and said, "Can we take so and so alone?" The people want to know they're going to play. Uh, the, the parent club want to know, and obviously the player themselves want to know. And uh, uh, we were touching on it, that the fact that um, uh, Greg Strong's looked at the um, the actual minutes that people play on loan and 
we're in the we're in the top five in the country of giving our loanees minutes on loan. Uh, so they know when they're coming here. People like Tom Bloxham and you know um, Mickey Mellon, uh, etc. Eli King, they're going to get noticed because they're playing in a man's league at a very young age, and they're getting you know they're going to get their opportunities. And it was the same in, in to be fair, it was the same in League One last year, wasn't it? Where if you look at Jensen, for instance, who obviously was our nearly our nearly our top scorer and has gone on to have a great a, a, another great loan this season. So. It shows the attraction, and from yourself's point of view, Faz, um, it, it must be you know it must be quite a good you know being a senior pro, even though you're not that old, you've got a lot to give these people, haven't you? I'd I'd like to think so. Yeah, I'd, uh, do you know why? It's, it's 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 a it's a strange one. I think it's 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 a pleasure. It's, it's honestly like like you say, you mentioned Adam Mayer, and, and I'll tell you now. Did, Guy's got everything. He's some talent. He is honestly some talent, and it's a pleasure to watch. And and if he asks for advice, I'm always there. I'll always talk to him. Like I say to him, is with all the attackers, if they want to ask me anything about the defenders we're playing against, what they're going to be like, what they're like, what they're like, what do you like? And 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 you can ask them all individually when they come on. Who gives them the toughest time in training? I'll uh, Melon. Ask Melon. I, I grab him. I push him. I tackle him. And, don't, I don't go too far. He always says, don't injure me. I won't injure you, bro, but this is what you're going to get on Saturday. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm only getting you ready. <laughs> uh, and they might, not, they, they might not look as good as me, but this is what they're <laughs> going to be giving you. Do you know what I mean? But um, And in all fairness, all of them are fearless. That's what I say to you, fearless. But on Adam, being on on um, reserve or whatever it is for England, it's amazing. Amazing. And, and if he keeps doing what he's doing, he won't be on reserve anymore. He'll, he'll be there. Because no. um, this guy, is, he's crazy. You just you want to give him the ball. Same with Tom as well. You just We've got both both our wingers are direct, quick, strong, versatile, can go inside and out. Yeah. Um, tricky. They can both hit a, hit a good ball. They can both cross. And then when you've got someone like Mellon in the middle who's tenacious, strong, aggressive, clever, really clever for his age, uses his body really well and can finish, proven on Saturday, all yeah. kinds of finishes. Because that, that was a tough, tough finish that he did there. We watched it back today and I didn't actually notice at the time because you, when you're watching it, goes so quick. But it's, was it outside of the right foot? Yeah, it's like, a, it's, like past, it's almost like a flick, flick off his ankle. Isn't yeah, it? He's, past, he's past the front post as well. Yeah. And he, he flicks it backwards in a way it's crazy crazy great finish so um no having all the guys who have been called up um we haven't obviously touched too much on Eli and JJ but I think their games their performances speak for themselves they've both been outstanding it's not a surprise and I think it's good for Morecambe it's good for Morecambe to have all these young internationals or young lads who are playing for their countries and Trying to do bigger to, to come and represent Morecambe. It's only good for the club, and uh, no, it's just a pleasure. Honestly, it's a pleasure to train, play, because at the end of the day, the most important thing with all of them, they, they're good lads, they're, they're yeah. nice people as well, grounded, sound, no egos, no chips on their shoulders. Like I say, I can smash them. They ain't got. They ain't gonna say. They get up, <laughs> dust themselves down, and they go again. And do you know what I mean? Because you can get like, do you know what I mean? When people get call ups like that and stuff, people, some people you can see they change a little bit, get a little bit chip on the shoulder. People like to say big time and stuff like that. But no, nah, I don't see it happening with these lads. So, like I said, it's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. The, the, my only worry, and this is not a worry that I'm used to, is that we've got that many going off into the international duty that they, they get injured while they're there, Joel, because that would be a bloody nightmare, wouldn't it? Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully it'll be a few tepid kind of uh, friendlies, qualifiers, performances and stuff like that, and they'll all come back uh, nice and fresh. And hopefully Jacob doesn't come back too jet-lagged from uh, going away to Granada <laughs> for his prison uh, national duty. And, you know, just, yeah, it's just great to have a, a squad pack full of internationals. We've had a few before, obviously, a couple of seasons back when we had uh, Yockel and, uh, and Greg Lee, Greg Lee uh, Jamaica, yeah. and, you know, yeah, it, it's it's nice. It's becoming a bit of a regular thing. I mean, 
from, from a fan's perspective, it's quite annoying because <laughs> the games are getting yeah. pulled off, and you know Saturday was shaping up to be a good laugh, especially in especially in the weather as well. Blimey, that could have been quite. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. The, tra- the train journey up to Barrow probably going to be quite packed as well. That probably actually, you know what? I'm actually a little bit relieved because it looks like it's going to be about 28 degrees on Saturday. So a train journey in that weather on the way to Barrow. I'm not sure I really, really fancied that. So uh, very sweaty. Yeah, yeah I think the good news is it's been rearranged for Halloween, 31st of October. So I don't think you'd be sweaty that night. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. Yeah. So yeah, it is what it is. But it, yeah, at the end of the day, it's really good to see you know the young players and not um, some of them. Well, I was going to say some of the older players, but Jacob's still not that old, is he? But no, he's not. <laughs> Some of the other now, and, and, and to be fair, now there's how old are you now, Fats? 27. Hey, 27. Dear God, you've got years left, mate. Uh, it's just the bold effects gives me a 35 look. <laughs> <when I'm laughs> generous as well. Makes you look distinguished. Yeah, distinguished. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so your, your point of view now, obviously, you didn't play last Saturday. We've got no game this Saturday. So you're missing out. So we've got Gillingham away. Um, and Gillingham away, they had a pretty good start to the season, Joel. But obviously we'll talk about it more next week. But um, all of a sudden, the, the pack's caught up with them because obviously they've lost the last two and we find ourselves on the same points as them. Whereas everybody was thinking, oh, this lot, you know, I mean, uh, Neil Harris is no idiot. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, they're all... They're, and, the, and the fun thing was, they're, they're all... They're all they're, it was four one-nil wins in a row. Uh, to start the season, which is mad, but also I get I guess when it's kind of like they're all one nil wins, you do feel that maybe you know, it's it doesn't necessarily feel entirely sustainable, and they do look to have been kind of games where they've ground out, they've nicked a goal from a set piece or something like that, a bit of, bit of direct play, a bit of quality here and there, but it doesn't always necessarily feel entirely sustainable if you're just winning one nil, and obviously things seem to have caught up in the in in the past couple of games, you know, especially. Going going down three 0 at Colchester against Colchester, you know, who started the season not particularly well themselves. So, I think you know it's the start of the season. Some te- people, some teams, you know, they get on a bit of a roll at the start of the season. Few things go in their favour because I think ultimately throughout the season, a lot, a lot, most teams are going to have a run of form where they're just grooving. They get a bit of luck or something like that happens and. Gillian with one that comes at the start of the season, but because it's all we've seen of them, we kind of think, oh my God, what what, what a hell of a prospect this kind of defensive unit who's just going to grind out every game 1-0. But maybe in the context of the season, it'll just be a little bit of luck or who knows. But like, yeah, it's it's they always say you've got to give it about 10 games to really start judging teams in the league. And yeah, again, it, it's still early days yet. But you know what they're probably going to get with Gillian and Neil Harris? They're probably going to be quite firm. Uh, they've got a bit of quality up front, to be fair. They're not, they've not, Really got many target men this time around. I think they've got people like you know, no. Nichols and um, yeah, they're a bit, like they're a bit they've gone for subtlety, haven't they? Yeah, but still at the same time, you know, it sounds like they're going to be pretty hard to break down. So, yeah, should be a decent game. It'll probably actually, I said that it sounds like it might well end up being nil nil, but uh, <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. I'd, I'd take that fast, would you? <laughs> um, yeah, I'd take it. I wouldn't want it, I'd want more, but yeah, you never. Away from home, Gillingham, it's a long journey. You'd always, on the caution, you'd say, would you take a nil-nil? But I think uh, most people would say at the start, yeah. Especially early on in the season, like it is still. You probably would take it, but nah, nothing to fear. Nothing to fear at all. Go there, stick your chest out and see what happens. Bring down the Gilling, scaffolding. Gillingham's Gilling, Gilling a place where uh, once you've been, you never really forget going. Have you been, Joel? I haven't been, but I, I just all I can think about is the the scaffolding, uh, uh quick, quick, quick uh, the kind of like put together stand that just kind of yeah. the, the the one that was meant to be temporary but just remain there forever. Well, it, it, the only, the only thing I'll say, and I'm not I'm not being dismissive at all, but because uh, I've spoken to Gillingham fans and they're under no illusion, and and I'm under no illusion that Morecambe's not exactly uh, you know it's not exactly New York, but. Where there's there's no there's no parking at the ground for Gillingham. So when I was doing the commentary, you had to park wherever you could and walk to the ground. And my exact quote on the radio when I was doing the commentary was, "I did actually think that it, this Gillingham makes Burnley look like Las Vegas." 
That tells you all you need to know. And loads of people with thumbs up with like, yes, I've been to Gillingham. Because it is. It, I can see why they've got always always have a half-decent home record because it is quite... A, you'll have played there, Faz. It's quite, it's quite a hostile place, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And most places are now, if you think about it. There's only this select few where you can really pick off your head when you think it's not that bad. But a lot of places now, it's... It, it, they get a, the bigger teams are coming into League Two, so you get the big fan bases and like you say, hostile. Yeah. But uh, no, it'll be it'll be a tough game. It won't be easy at all. It will be. Uh, oh, well. we'll have to boys will have to become men, and we'll have to we'll have to um, take it on head on. But I think we're all buzzing for it. Do you know what I mean? We've had a game this week, and I think all it does is just build the lads up. It's like um, shaking a can of coke. Going to explode, so you get going. We've missed it. So the lads will come back next week, and we'll all get together and um, put in some good training. Like we've done this week, we've had some really tough training sessions. It's not been easy at all, and um, all uh, all focus eyes on after this weekend. All focus and ready for for Gillingham and the next step, uh, stretch of games. Well, now uh, now we come to the the part of the podcast where I always hand over to Joel to ask more interesting questions to Faz than I do. <laughs> yeah, go on then. Yeah, I think to us we, we've touched a bit. I, I had some stuff about Jacob and the partnership there, but I, I, I thought I'd actually touch on something you mentioned about about Jan Songo being in front of you. Is it quite nice? I think I think last season one of the things we maybe struggled with in our midfield is we didn't quite have the balance right uh, in terms of like having that maybe that kind of covering defensive midfielder to kind of really give people like Weir and shortage to kind of that full license to just get up the pitch and. Do what they do. I think when Gibbo when Gibbo played there, he kind of did that. Oh, he did. Yeah, did yeah. Normally, when yeah, he when Gibbo played there, we 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 more often than not have a good game. I feel like. Yeah, no, Gibbo did, did, did a good job there, but uh, now back in need two with uh, Jan Songa just leaping at everything. Is that quite a quite a handy presence to have in front of you now as well? No, oh, definitely, definitely. Like he's one of the. Um, he needs a good spine, and he's he's a massive part of that spine in the team, and he's. He's experienced. He's been there. He's done that. He's he's a big presence. Like I said, I think um, he's one of the players that that lads, the younger lads, and whoever look to, to and listen to. Do you know what I mean? And and regarding your question, definitely, it's, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes, um, like I just said to you, when you when your head boils down and he's there and he's if he's in the area, he's sniffing it out. Do you know what I mean? He's He's uh, last ditch tackles. He's coming back to help you out. Um, it's nice to have. Um, it's nice to have like him to uh, to bounce things off on the pitch. I think me and him get along quite well on the pitch. We do a lot of talking. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. But uh, <laughs> um, nice. Like I said, I think the spine of your team is massively important, and and I agree with you. I think. Some parts of last season, and that's not down to anything to do with um, the manager or anything. I think he was well known about. He wasn't able to to get anyone else in because of certain reasons. I don't really want to go into it, but um, we were really missing that 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 holding mid, that that person to to help the defense out a little bit, to to help stop attack, to help help sniff, just aid in sniffing out the the stuff that might hurt us. And I think this season already with the amount of clean sheets, and that's not just obviously for Jan, you can look at, like you mentioned it, and I think rightly so, Stuart's had an unbelievable start to the season. Um, Joel's playing left back, he's a right back, and I think he's been outstanding. Donald's been absolutely outstanding. Um, like I'm saying, it's, like, it's, a, it's a collective thing as, as well as we always like to big up the front line, rightly so as well, because they've been they've been really good, but I think Jan's played a big part, as well as all the ones I just mentioned, to to keeping those clean sheets and and keeping the opposition out. Yeah, I think like like you say, like uh, having having all the options that we do now at the back line, because I think you've touched on the one there. Don't like Joel Cini's had such a good start despite playing out of position. I remember that that performance against Notts County when he just locked down uh, the main. That was absolutely. I thought that was absolutely brilliant because he's he's a fantastic player there, uh, their right wing back uh, Notts County, but. I guess like it, we've got some really good options at fullback. Obviously, Love and Senior who, when he goes to right back, and then you've got Tatondu who's coming at left back now. So it's you know it's a real struggle. Then I guess is it does it 
obviously like it can be fully dynamic, but I guess is it quite good to have that kind of competition for places now? Like at centre back, you've got people like Stokes in there as a, as, a, as somebody you can play left side. Now you've got Conley in there. Is it good having that kind of competition to kind of like drive you all along a bit? The way I look at it is, if it's healthy, it's good. Healthy competition breeds success. It pushes people, and it's all going to be done in the right way, though. And I think with the lads we've got, we've got a good set of lads. And like I say, we're all pushing in the right direction. Everyone wants to play. But then if you're not, everyone wants us to win. Do you know what I mean? And uh, that's where you that's where you need that one, that, that to find that ingredient. But like, um, you can't get away from competition. I think a lot of players, including myself, everyone's different, is to kind of thrive off that kind of, um, what's to say, fire in the belly, makes you bubble, makes you, I don't think it gives you something else. But um no, and, and also also it's good having competition because we haven't got the biggest squad in the world. And like you say, injuries will hit. It's inevitable. Such so would. I hope it doesn't. But when you look at the record and everyone sees it, very rarely it hits. And that's where you'll need, if the competition's high, everyone trains at that level, everyone trains at that high level because we're all competing. It will be the time for the other lads who, who for whatever reason, lucky or not, or whatever, I need to step in, and that's they'll be at the best position possible to come step in and and uh, take the the other person's place and 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 keep that level high, and that's what I think you see at all the other the top clubs in the world. You see it there. This competition. You look at Man City, absolutely won everything last season, and I think they've got another starting eleven that people say could do really well in the Prem, and there's like how some of them could be starting for any team in in, in any other team in the Prem. So. No, competition is good. You want competition. Do you know what I mean? No, you get too relaxed and laid back without competition. <laughs> you need to get to know like, a little bit. I like your choice of words there, Faz, because you, you said, though, you know, inevitably injuries are going to happen. You didn't mention suspensions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, suspensions as well. That's just me being devil's advocate. Yeah, and sorry, Joel, never come on again, and it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much suspensions, but to be fair, the way the dish and our yellow cards, and yeah, 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 yeah suspensions is definitely another one. Is, I mean, that, that's something is. worth asking, I guess, because obviously, even kind of taking that, taking out the Harrogate game, but in general, like, obviously, the first game was like it was so weird because it does feel like the refs have kind of. Real back in from the first game because the first game was just yeah, mental. Have, like, have. you've seen everything, everyone obviously bigger, miles bigger profiles than me, top prom prem players and stuff, putting it on social media and stuff. It was, it was crazy, it was crazy, and I, and I get it, I do get it, and I kind of agree with it. But it's still like, like with everything, we just got over the top, and it's like we're having like 25 minutes out of it, you're like, what's going on? Like, yeah, I understand the ball out of play for certain things, but that amount and then yellow cards for everything. Well, having half the outfield players booked and there wasn't a bloody game. It was crazy. But do you know what? Do you know that first week, if you went across, it would have been really interesting to find out if you went across the whole of the Football League and counting how many yellows were given on that first game of the season for everyone because everyone was the same as I was looking on. I remember I was looking at results and I was thinking, Oh, they had 10 people bought. They had 12 people bought. <laughs> yeah. they, had, they had 25 minutes added on. They had 10 minutes added on. Do you know what I mean? It'd be interesting to see how many yellows were given on that day. Maybe that's what they looked at that and that's why they were like, oh, I need to rein it back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I kind of wonder if it was like a deliberate plan that you were always going to go hard on the first game and then reel it back. And and it was kind of just to shock everybody into, yeah. into kind of learning the new rules. Or if it was a kind of they were planning to go this hard all season, so how what a ridiculous amount of yellow cards got given. I mean, the one I remember just the one going to Don Glove, uh, when he was just oh, there was someone threw the ball on the pitch, yeah, yeah. so and he, he, picked, the one up, that he ball. picked the one up off the cone and he couldn't take the ball because there was a ball on the pitch because he had the other yeah. ball and he booked him for time wasting. He was like, What, yeah, <laughs> Man. yeah, that's a different. But then uh, again, I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm sticking up for anyone. But then you got to look at the refs and go, well, it must be hard for them because it's changing all the time for them as well. They're having to keep up with new rules and think, well, am I doing this right? Is it like that? Is it like this? Their rules are changing all the time as well. And 
And I'm pretty sure if you pull most referees aside and go, do you want it to go back to normal? They'd probably go, yeah. Yeah, you put like these are the these are the rules I have to follow, which rightly so if they're the rules you gotta follow them. But it was a little bit much, but it has settled down a lot more since well, it has settled down a lot since then. Yeah, thankfully. It was uh, it was uh, that Walsall game finished about ten past five. I was like, bloody hell, come on. I remember because I'm sure he said something like eight minutes added on and then I looked up and it was like he played 11. He played 11. Crazy. I looked up and it was like 100, like, yeah. what was it, 101 minutes gone. That's I was like thinking, ridiculous. <laughs> Especially if the, after you've nabbed the winner and this is going on, like, come on, let, let's wrap this up now. It's hard to my data. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. Oh, what a, what a feeling that was. That's too fair. Have, you, have you ever managed to get your body into that position before in your life? And that's exactly, exactly the question exactly I could have asked. <laughs> No comment. That must have been a nice feeling because I, I think it was Jan. Jan got the header. Beautiful ball in by Adam. Jan got the header, and then uh, you know, there's a fantastic picture of you contorting yourself to try oh, and that, get yeah. in. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, if you put the ball in the right area, and there's a reasonable chance I can get there. There's only one winner. <laughs> yeah, I'll go for. I'll crack me head open. I've done it thousands of times. Anyway, I'll do it again. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's um, yeah, and it was just, it's one of those things that I, I was remember speaking all last season and even pre-season with Jacob about it. It's like the amount of times you watch a game and you see the centre half getting knocked down or like one of those ones where it's crossbar and falls to his feet and passes yeah. it in the net. But when I was looking at him, when do we ever get one of them? I mean, you were always running and jumping in there, never get one of them. Literally, first game of the season, Jan's edited it beautifully, hit the crossbar. Right in between me and three other guys, I was like, "This is me, chance." <laughs> I just just flung me head in it, and there was no better feeling. Honestly, I got booked for that. I got booked for that. Yeah, so I've not even gone into the fans. I've made sure I'm a good like uh, six foot away from the barrier. But then obviously the lads are jumping on my back. Then Jan jumps on my back. Didn't know the weight was coming on my back. It fell over hit my head on the, the bollard thing. Do you know the metal bollard thing? So I'm in the middle of this big huddle, like ah, ah. Jan's like up in the middle on the floor with me going, sorry, sorry, you're right, you're right. I was like, bah, in the end, get up, feeling a bit dazed, walk over, ref's like, yellow card. So I think, well, I think go into the fans. Yeah, he booked me for that. Do you know what he said to me? <laughs> it was quite good to me. He goes, don't moan about it, just enjoy it. <laughs> 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 enjoy your moment, mate. Just enjoy your moment. It was something like that. Yeah. No, I, was like, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, all right, fair dues, right? Fair dues. But yeah, that was a mad, mad, crazy first game. Crazy. Especially, like you say, with all the time and added then, on and the, the yellows. And we haven't conceded a home goal since. I know. I can't remember. What was that goal like? Oh, it was. Dan Johnson, weren't he? The ball. Yeah, the long, the, yeah, long ball, the long ball that wasn't meant for him. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It look, it's annoying because it kind of looks bad, but he didn't mean that. No. It's like if a keeper, so a keeper goes, he's been hitting a diag, a long diag on my side, and then he shanks one into the middle of the pitch. Yeah. But then you've dropped because he's hit that long diag every time you knew you've edited it. And then he, by accident, he's trying to hit that long one and he shanked it and it goes into the geezer's feet and they're like, why aren't you, why aren't you pressed in? It's like, well, is yeah. it every ball over my head than the long one? He's just shanked that. He didn't mean that. It was no. like one of them, weren't it? Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I just, I, yeah, it looked like he was just lumping up the pitch. And, yeah, and, 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 he literally and like, did and it just... Yeah, it just went very well in their favour. And fair, fair play to Danny Johnson. He's reacted quickly, but... Yeah, well, those way, you just, there's just no way to predict that was a thing that was going to happen. No. You're right. Doesn't matter, lads. Doesn't matter. Three points. That's all yeah. I matter. No, yeah, thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> you pop in the last minute. <laughs> yeah, so right, we better wrap it up and we'll we'll leave it as usual with the uh, the news of the AGM of the Trust on Thursday evening, which is today, I believe, when yeah. this is going out. Yeah, at the moment it's tomorrow, but when people listen to this, it will be today, Thursday. If, unless you listen on Friday, unless you listen on Friday then, or, or or saving it until next week when there's no game. I don't know whenever, but it is Thursday <laughs> the seventh. <laughs> but this has gone well this bit, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, brilliant, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> but you yeah, know, it is Thursday the seventh. Looking uh, uh, at a sharp seven uh, seven pm start, so if you can get down, that'd be yeah, be great to see people there. 
And uh, is this the uh, the unveiling of the new committee then, or? Uh, I think there may be a bit of a vote, but we'll have to kind of see how it unfolds. Yeah. And I, I think we can co-op still, uh, can still co-op with a few people, so we'll just have to see how how things unfold. But I think, yeah, there'll be a few new people added, I think. Oh, brilliant. Well, uh, our thanks to Big Faz for coming on. Uh, he's not a water buffalo, he's a lion. <laughs> um, I'll take either. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not having I'm not having wildebeest or water buffalo. It's definitely on this podcast, you're the lion. Jacob's the gazelle. Stop, man. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, whoever you speak to back in the dressing room, get them to listen to it and say it's your turn next time because Stuart did a brilliant job, didn't he, Joel? Oh, yeah, they did fantastic. So thank yes. you very much for the recommendation. And, uh, and JJ <laughs> came on a couple of weeks ago and JJ did really well as well. And we like to think we've played our part in getting him his call up to the under 21s, don't we, Joel? <laughs> uh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, honestly, because we're, you know, Jim Harvey listens to this, so <laughs> you never know, do you? But uh, thanks for listening. Um, we will be back next week. Obviously, we'll we'll talk about things next week. Uh, probably, hopefully, the fact that five people have come back from international duty without any injuries, uh, and the fact that we can look forward to the Gillingham game. But Faz, a pleasure as always. Uh, stay safe. I, it's nice that you're going to have to fight for your place, but um, as, as the lion in the dressing room, I think you'll probably get it back, hopefully. And uh, we, we'll, you, you can come on later in the season and uh, and tell us how the promotion push is going. 100%. That's the plan. Top man. You too. This has been Shrimp Net number five of the season. Thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Mm-hmm.